Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Are you happy today that you are a child of God? Do you know that your sins are forgiven, that Jesus died for you upon the cross and that his blood cleanses you of all sins and all iniquity? Oh, do you know that he rose out of the grave and that that same power that was in him is in you, is in me today. Oh, we have resurrection power in us. We are alive. Hallelujah. We are alive. You are alive. No matter what is against you, oh, God is for you. You have received eternal life. And even when we have to lay this body down, oh, praise the Lord, our soul, our spirit will live on in glory with him forever and ever and ever. Oh, praise the Lord. Rejoice today, my dear friends. And if you are someone that cannot say, yes, I am born again. I am a child of God. My sins have been washed away. My name is in the book of life. Then today, my dear friend, today you can receive that forgiveness from God. It's not too late. The door hasn't closed yet. Right now, God is there with you. And he has led you to hear my voice today that you will also receive that grace, that goodness of God and the forgiveness of your sins. Oh, hallelujah, when you know as a fact that your name is written in the book of life, oh, the burden just drops from your shoulder. Every curse is broken. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm happy today, and I hope you are happy too. Well, we are in the midst of so many circumstances and so much darkness is around us, and so many things are happening. But praise the Lord today. I can rejoice. I can thank him because I know that my sins have been forgiven. Well, there had to be a time in my life, as there also had to be a time in your life, or has to be a time in your life, that you will confess your sins and that you will ask him to forgive you. It is so important that we will confess our sins. And I'm not talking about going into some confession booth and confessing your sins to some man or woman, a person, a priest, no matter what their title is or their position or place is, and that that person might grant you absolution. No, you need to come to the Lord. Oh, you need to come to the Father. And through Christ, Jesus said, He said, up to now, you were not able to pray directly to the Father, but from now on, you can pray to him in my name. We have a high priest. We don't need a earthly priest for this anymore. We have a high priest, Jesus Christ, and there is nobody like him, and nobody can take his place. Christ is the door. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and only through him can we receive remission of sins. And only to him must we go and ask, oh, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And because of what Christ accomplished for me upon the cross, because he gave his life on my behalf, because he took all my sins, my guilt, my shame upon himself, and he became a curse, and he carried the punishment upon the curse, for me and died that death for me upon the cross. Oh, Lord, because of that, forgive me of my transgressions and let me be 
born again, regenerate me, give me new life in Christ. Write my name in the book of life. Oh, this is important. It says in Proverbs 28, verse 13, he who conceals his transgressions, and in another translation, it says, he that covers his sins, he who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. But whoever confesses and turns away from his sins will find compassion and mercy. Or in another translation, it says, you can't whitewash your sins and get by with it. You find mercy by admitting and leaving them. Yes, it's very clear. The Bible is very clear. I'm taking one text now that is so clear. It says it all, but there are many other scriptures that will also say the same thing in different wording, but it comes down to the same thing. This is good doctrine. This is good preaching that you cannot whitewash your sins or conceal them or cover them up and think that you can get by with them. Or some, they will experience it a month later. Others, maybe 40 years later. But the time will come that you have to pay the price. You have to pay the price. Listen to me today. Every one of us, every human upon this earth, the time will come that we will be before the throne of God and we will have to pay the price. And only those that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord and the sacrifice that he gave his own life for us, those that received that have received life, have received forgiveness and will not be punished. Oh, hallelujah. But we will have life with him. And I hope you have already confessed your sins, not to people. Oh, sometimes it's good to confess your sins to people. I understand that. And I would like to say it's a good thing sometimes to go to your pastor or go to the one that you sinned against and make it right. It's good to do that. But we have to go to the Lord ourselves, every one of us. You cannot say, well, my grandparents went to the Lord and asked forgiveness so well. I'm their grandchild. I think it will be okay with me. No, every generation, every person has to go to him and ask that forgiveness. And it's not that he gives it because of our good works. It's not that he gives it because we did something or we are doing some religious ritual. It's all because of Christ, all because of Christ, only Christ. Christ is the solid ground and all other ground is sinking sand. So don't stand upon rituals or religion or some other sacraments. It is the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. This is good preaching. This is good teaching. This is good doctrine. But let me tell you today something about those confessions of sin. Not every confession of sin can be or will be answered in a favorable way. You might say, oh, John, what, what are you talking about? Uh, how is that possible? Isn't everyone that confesses to the Lord their sins someone who is accepted by the Lord? No, my friend, it's not that way. And I will prove it out of the word by seven texts. I'm going to read seven texts, and this will be a two-part sermon but you can listen to each part separately and it will bless you and help you. But 
it will be a two-part sermon to get to these seven texts. But every text that goes and spends the time of history, so we're going to the Old Testament, we're going to the New Testament, seven people who spoke the same words, seven texts, and they all said, I have sinned, but not all of them received forgiveness of sins. How is that possible? Well, isn't it true that God says, you look to the outside of man, but I look to their heart. The heart is important. When you confess your sins, it must come out of a heart that has repented, that is convinced that you are a sinner. Oh, only the Holy Spirit can do this. I have learned long ago that even as an evangelist, I cannot convert anybody. It's not my job to do so, and even if I would have that assignment, I could not do it because only the Holy Spirit can come into your life or into a life and convince and convict of sins in such a way that that person will come to the right repentance and do a right confession. Only the Holy Spirit can do that in the heart. If the heart is also open and willing to receive, but even hearts that are closed, I see the Holy Spirit is working in that heart. He is knocking on the door of that heart. He is talking to that person in every storm, in every circumstance, in every high point of their life. He is bringing them or wants to bring them to that point where they will confess their sins in the right way that they will receive forgiveness of sin and have eternal life. This is the wish and this is the work of the Holy Spirit to reconcile us with the Heavenly Father through Christ the Son and the blood that he shed for us. Well, let's go to our first text and to our first person. And I call him the hardened sinner. This is the hardened sinner. And it's none other than Pharaoh. Well, you can read the whole story in the book of Exodus. Remember the Israelites? They were in Egypt. They went there with Joseph in the time of Joseph. And now they have been there already 400 years. And there was a new Pharaoh that did not know Joseph. And he became such a tyrant king over them. And he put the whip upon their backs. And so the people, they were slaves there. The Israelites were slaves there. And they cried to the Lord. Oh, there is sense in crying to the Lord. There is good reason to cry to the Lord because he hears and he will answer. So cry to the Lord. If you are in bondage, if your children are in slavery, slavery to the evil one, to Satan, to the forces of darkness, cry to the Lord because he hears and he will answer. And so they cried to the Lord and there came that moment that God said, I have seen their suffering. I have seen how that tyrant king is putting the whip upon their backs and is hurting them and is holding on to them. And it's time now. I'm going down to deliver my people and I'm sending Moses to be my voice to Pharaoh. And Moses, he goes to Pharaoh and he says, Pharaoh, you must let my people go. He's speaking on behalf of the Lord. You must let my people go. But Pharaoh says, who is your God? I don't know him. I'm not going to listen to him. And he makes it even worse for the Israelites. But God stretches out his hand with mighty signs and miracles. 
and we talk about the ten plagues. Well, you read it in the book of Exodus. And every time when it comes to that moment that Pharaoh is in the midst of a plague, oh, he feels so horrible and, and he is in awe of the God of Israel. But then his heart hardens again. And so we find in chapter 9, verse 27, that Pharaoh, he's in the midst of another plague. Hail is coming down. Fire is there. Oh, there's destruction in all of the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh, he sees the mighty hand of God moving, oppressing him to let the people of Israel go. And so Pharaoh, he had not listened up to that point. But now in the midst of that storm, in the midst of that hailstorm, in the midst of the fire, Pharaoh, he calls for Moses and Aaron in verse 27. And he says to them, I have sinned this time. This was a confession of sin. He says, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. This was a real confession of sin. He knew it at that moment. Well, this makes me think of the many times I was in an airplane, and we would come into a time of great turbulence. Oh, the whole plane was shaking all going up and down. People were screaming and bags were falling out of the different compartments. And I know at those times there are many people who cry out to God, who do a confession, just like those sailors at sea, when suddenly they are in a mighty storm and the waves are crashing upon the ship and the ship is making such strange noises and they feel that they are going to sink and die. And suddenly, they cry out. There is that conviction of sin, and they say, Oh, God, if there is a God, oh, God, oh, remember the God of my youth. Oh, God, forgive me, I have sinned. Well, it can never do bad to do a confession of sin at a moment like that if you have the time for it. But they cry out, and they say, Oh, God, I have sinned. Forgive me. And I promise you, I will follow you. I promise you, I will do your will. I promise you, I will give my life to you. But then when the plane has landed or when the ship has come to shore and they put their foot upon solid ground again, suddenly that whole confession of sin is gone. And suddenly they are living their life again just as before the storm. And they have forgotten everything about that confession of sins. This is the way it was with Pharaoh in the midst of that hailstorm in the midst of the fire that came down out of heaven, in the midst of God's hand moving. And he was fearing his life. He was fearing the lives of his people. He cries out, this time truly I have sinned. Oh, we are wicked. But as soon as the storm was gone, he hardened his heart again. And he did exactly the same as before that storm. There was no change. And I can say that God was unable to answer that prayer or that confession of sins favorably. Sometimes we can be just like that Pharaoh in the midst of a storm, in the midst of some difficulty in our life. Oh, we confess, Lord, forgive me. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, Lord, I, I, I purposely went into that sin because my heart longed for those things. But, but God, now I see, oh, I was wrong. I should never have done that. Or maybe we say, Lord, I didn't even notice that I was sinning, but now I know, I understand now that I have sinned. 
But my friends, if you don't follow through, if you don't, this is what it says in chapter 28 of Exodus. It says, if you confess your sin and turn away from your sin, you must confess your sins and you must turn away from your sins. And many people forget to do so. Well, I'm going to pray a prayer right now. And in the next session, we will continue with the other six persons in the Bible. Some are there. Oh, God was not able to answer them favorably and forgive their sins, but some are there. Oh, and their confession was a blessed confession. And we see how God forgave them and how they received his promises and his blessings. But let me ask today, are you like a Pharaoh? Oh, maybe you say, oh, John, don't compare me with him. He was such a wicked, wicked man. I'm not that wicked. Oh, but my dear friend, if you have never confessed your sins to the Lord, you might not be as wicked as Pharaoh, but still you are lost and you will go into eternal damnation. People don't want to preach this. People don't want to hear this, but there is a heaven. Hallelujah. But there is also a hell. There is the utter darkness where there is gnashing of teeth. And the Bible says the worm does not die there. Oh, it's a terrible place where in one way you never die, but on the other hand, you are not alive. You are in utter darkness, in pain, in suffering, forever separated from light, from light, from love, from God. And there's no way to make a change there. Oh, you don't want to end up there. Oh, make that confession today, but let it be real. Let it be real and true and pray with me right now. Lift up your hand to the Lord or put your hand on your heart. And if you're not able to do so, maybe you're driving in the car, then, then don't wait too long, but take that moment and kneel down, maybe set the car on the side of the road and take a moment to pray this prayer because you don't want to go to the end of the day because you might not reach the end of the day. This is God working in your life right now. He is speaking to you right now. The Holy Spirit is working in your heart and he is convincing you, yes, you are a sinner, but he's also telling you there is a savior. There is a remedy, the blood of Jesus. Oh God, we come to you right now and we confess we have sinned. We confess, I confess, I am a sinner, Lord, and I am in need of a savior. I am in need of grace. I'm in need of forgiveness. I believe, Lord, that nothing in this world can save me. Religion cannot save me. Good works will not save me. Rituals will not save me. I need Jesus, and I believe that he came down for me. I believe that he died on the cross for me. I believe he paid the price. He died on my behalf and paid the price for the punishment that I should receive because of my sins and because of him now. The yoke of sin is broken. Every chain of the enemy of darkness of the devil is broken. Oh, death is broken over my life, and I receive eternal life right now in Christ Jesus. Oh, God, I'm so thankful that now I can call you Father, and you will call me son. You will call me daughter. Oh, I receive it, and I receive it by grace it's only because of you. It's only because of your goodness, because of your love for your creation that I receive it right now. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 